Hello and welcome. Coming to you from the podcast studio, or maybe I'm not, depends on what is real. I'm Josh. And I'm John, and these one zero one zero one zero. Oh no, it's one. happening again. Anyway, this is the Geek ETC Podcast, where we dive into all things you can geek out about. Hello again. Howdy, howdy. Welcome back. Hey, you're not, you're not sick, are you? Uh, no sickness. Thank goodness. Yeah. Just glad to see that that's not... System of a down would be very disappointed, because I'm not down with that right now. Well, that's disturbed. <laughs> well, then System of a Down really wouldn't be about it. They'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> maybe they cover, Maybe they sung it in a garage once or something. When they were mm. all just goofed. Maybe they, they heard it on the radio and sung it, and they really maybe. liked it. I don't know. S- speaking of interesting covers, um, this is actually something I wanted to... Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure... I, I would be surprised if you'd seen it or heard it, but I uh, it's kind of it was kind of blowing up on the internet a couple weeks ago. And I just kind of discovered it, and it took me down a rabbit hole of a certain band. Um, have you ever heard of the band Falling in Reverse? I have heard. Of, I have heard that name. Yes, I don't think I've ever listened to them. Right, they, they're uh, a metal band, but they've kind of done some different. Like they have some sort of uh, rap things in some of their songs as well. Um, but my wife has known them forever, and uh, had had played some of their stuff in the car, but I didn't really pay any attention to it. And then we actually. Uh, went to a concert the other week that they were headlining. Oh. And so I saw them live uh, just the other week, and they, they were also there with Ice Nine Kills, Under Oath, and Crown the Empire. Heard of Under Oath, too, I think. Yeah, Under Oath. They were like kind of a big emo band back when we were in high school. They were <laughs> yeah, like huge. And yeah. out of the four, I'd say they were actually kind of the most disappointing. Like, Really? Okay. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't really great, but uh, Falling Reverse was amazing. Like they had lasers and light shows, and they had they had like uh, four like flamethrowers that shot up and did the pyro and everything. Oh, nice! So it was awesome, and so that kind of uh, really cemented in for me to go check out some other stuff. But what kind of re-piqued my interest? Um, they did a cover of "Last Resort" by Papa Roach. Oh. You know, and that's, you know, that was like an anthem of our time back in the day. Oh, yeah. Cut my life into pieces. pieces. Yeah, 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 that whole thing. Yeah. It was, yeah. I'm like, that was an awesome song. And so the they did a reimagined version of it that's sort of a soft, sort of haunting ballad. Oh. And it's slowed down, and it's, it it is crazy, though, because it, like, because it's slowed down and it's not like a rock song it makes the the lyrics like that much more potent and it's it's a pretty like it's a very like emotional song and stuff but i think he did uh, the lead singer Ronnie Radke he did a very good job at it i think it's a very well done reimagination of that song um and him as a singer like there's been tons of controversy around him on the internet and there's like big sections of the internet that hate him and there's big sections that like love him and stuff, but he's kind of gotten to this thing where he doesn't really care what, you know, people think about him anymore. He's just going to do what he wants to do, what he, you know, enjoys doing with music. Yeah. And, um, like he's, he's had songs, like one of the most popular songs they've done is a song called the zombified, which talks about, talks about cancel culture and about like the, um, the, 
won't forget about things you've, you know, they bring up things you said 10 years ago and we'll try to cancel you for it and stuff. Um, but it, a lot of the, their, some of their songs, they have really good, uh, really like awesome breakdowns in them, but really, really well-written lyrics and all their music videos are some of the well, most well-produced music videos I've seen here lately. Like they are killing it when it comes to the music video game, music video game. Is that rock band and yeah, guitar hero? Exactly. Uh, but so yeah, I've just been kind of, uh, had a lot of their songs stuck in my head the past couple of weeks, ever since we went to that show and I've dived into them and I've had some fun kind of watching some, uh, some reaction channels on YouTube kind of react to some of their music videos. And because some of the people, they're not expecting him to rap like he does. And they're kind of like, blown away by it is it's it's pretty funny and entertaining to watch but then they'll just transition and go into this like metal breakdown and stuff and you know they're having no idea what's coming so i had some fun with that but yeah uh falling in reverse they've got a couple a few good songs that i've really been kind of obsessed with over the past week but that yeah reimagination of last resort um is worth checking out i would say yeah i've been let's see i've been listening to uh i mean I'm a very eclectic like music person. Metal's not my big thing, you know. Um, right. Uh, obviously, I introduced you to Sabaton. Like I really yes. like them as far as. Which, like, while we're on the topic, like you know, maybe our whenever upcoming shows will just be about music itself. Well, well, to be fair, and so I've actually talked to one of my buddies who's actually a he's a uh, he's it'll be a surprise, but he's he's in a pretty popular band. They do really well. They're a touring band and. Uh, it's a guy I train with and I've talked to him about, you know, coming on the podcast before. So he's a bassist and guitarist and. Oh, wow. Pretty cool. I'll tell you, I'll tell you about it after, afterwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of <laughs> Vichnaya Pamyat, which is, it's, it's the one what? song I've, I've just had so much paperwork to do at work over the last week. Uh. And it's, it's like the ending song from the HBO series Chernobyl. Oh. And it's kind of, it's just like nice background music, and just I guess my ADD it just helps me focus in. Like that, uh, uh, what is it? is it called Panoramic or something? The the theme song from Book of Eli. Oh yeah, that that that's that like that's one of those songs that during that time I was obsessed with just because it was it was just like this droning, atmospheric sort of haunting melody that you could just put on and it would just kind of set this atmosphere atmospheric mood that would kind of take you to other places. Yeah, I've got. I, I just saw a bunch of other stuff. I was like, I need to talk about if we, if we do a music episode hey, with them. We can yeah, I can feel time. myself starting to like, yeah, wanting to like look on my phone again and be like, yeah. oh, what have I been listening to? But I'm like, that would no, make a good podcast stuff. That'll make a good podcast for sure, especially since you're such a. I mean, uh, we've talked about it before. Josh is a is a pretty good uh, guitarist and bassist himself, so uh, he's got much of a like a he's got a much better understanding of the actual things that go into it so into music yeah but we'll, we'll we'll talk about that after the show absolutely um anything uh of uh, oh i had uh yeah i had something i was gonna say if you, there's anything of interest that you've heard going on recently but uh well you go ahead with your thing because that'll it, tie into to mine yeah so uh just a little ufo news update um there's, been, there's a lot of them 
there, yes, there is. And there's been a lot going on, a lot going on with these, you know, this whole whistleblower, whistleblower, um, thing that's kind of been, you know, surging here lately. A lot of people coming out, a lot of new whistleblowers coming out and speaking about things. Um, and it's actually, it's caught traction in the government when it comes to things like Senate and Congress and some of these things like there's it's there's some actual legitimate things starting to gain traction and happening. For instance, on the the representative Tim Burchett, who's been leading a lot of this stuff, uh, tweeted today that the House Oversight Committee will hold a hearing on UAP on Wednesday, the 22nd or the 26th. So coming up next week, next, not this Wednesday, or I guess, so this episode comes out, uh, this one, uh, you're listening to this on the 19th, if you're listening on the day it came out. So next week, uh, next Wednesday will be a house oversight committee talking about unidentified anomalous phenomenon as it's, as it's known now. And he, he says underneath of it, we're done with the cover-ups. So there's legitimate people in legitimate positions like diving into this. And in addition to that, Chuck Schumer, the like head of the Democratic Party and like debuted this big bill that's specifically talking about like coming up with a disclosure plan that like straight up mentions stuff about disclosure plans and, and having to develop something like that essentially stating that like, I don't know what information that they've got. If, if it's been stuff that's presented to them from different whistleblowers or different other sources or things, but, um, people have, uh, uh, a lot of people are saying in, in these, uh, you know, Marco Rubio has talked about it a lot, but a lot of these people in the Senate and the, and Congress and stuff are saying that, you know, they've been in some classified briefings with various whistleblowers and stuff. And, they're convinced some of these people are convinced that there are like undisclosed uh you know maybe government or shadow government ran operations where some you know what did uh, i think it even mentioned it in that uh proposed legislation from schumer that it it specifically mentions non-human intelligence that they are using that as a term like in Congress and Senate, like that they are putting out in the public that term of non-human intelligence. So they've, they know something. I think that they've seen something, they know something and that has pushed them over this edge of starting to take this stuff seriously and making some stuff happen. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I, anytime we talk about government making anything happen, it, right. it, it seems like that's kind of a joke, right? I mean, it's, it's, Oh, for sure. No matter what your feeling is towards either party, if you're not United States citizens or whatever, most people would say, well, obviously the government's you know, look at the post office, you know, it mm-hmm. loses money every single year. Meanwhile, FedEx and, and UPS are thriving, right? Why is that? Mm-hmm. Just, you know, they put people in charge that shouldn't be in charge and they don't do a good job. Um, right. Not that it's not a good profession, you know, I, if you're a one of if you're a postal worker and you're listening to this on your route, you know, heck yeah, more power to you. I appreciate it. Uh, your service is welcomed, but 
it's one of those things that I'm sure even them, if you go talk to any person, you know, I, I watched a anthrax uh, video back in the early 2000s when there was like an anthrax scare where there was no, a not of, the not the band anthrax not the band anthrax <laughs> but there were there was a guy um there was a, a he was actually a government researcher who had access to anthrax and he was sending anthrax out in the mail to different people and people died because of it Jeez. and some of the people that died were people that worked in like the Washington DC postal ex, like a post like where they handle all the postage like one of the bigger warehouses and they had an idea that that stuff was in there. And they're like, it's fine. Just keep going. You know, but if it was like FedEx or something like that, I'm sure they would have been like, no, 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 no. We're going to shut this place down. But yeah. It was just people that were, you know, not with it. And people died because of their actions. So I do get, I do get worried, you know, um, speaking of whistleblowers, I saw, um, I, have you watched there's you're familiar with the Sean Ryan podcast? Yeah. So I listened to the most recent one with the Stephen Greer guy and man, I tell you what, that guy seems mentally ill and I, he is such a, he's, I know he's like a big focus on everything, but I listened to that whole thing and he can't give good answers sometimes. And some of the things are just so fantastical. And then some of the, like he doesn't want to divulge certain things that have to do specifically with them, but he divulges all this stuff that he thinks he knows from other sources. And it's just mm. so odd. Mm. So my friend Alexander, you know, he, he was telling me, Hey, go listen to this. And we were, we were kind of discussing it uh, via text and yeah, I'm sure he's like hitting on little things here and there, but when he's talking about like some of the stuff he says is just so um not even like the technology stuff. It's just the way that he talks about it. And he almost seems like a guy that has a doctorate that started going uh, a little bit off the deep end, but he's well-spoken enough that people just kind of listen to him. So I don't hmm. know. Um, I could see where you could come to that conclusion. There was actually another episode uh, that came out today of, of the Sean Ron show. That's one of the whistleblowers that uh, came forward because of Greer. And you know what? Right now, there probably might be some people that come forward. But when he talks about having like 700 or 800 people that he has under his, like he's got 800 people. Yeah. That like, it's a weird number, you know, like it's, that's, that's a lot of people. It's hard to get that many people to do anything um, that aren't, that aren't telling, that aren't telling a fib. Right. If you pull, mm -hmm. you take yeah. a pool of 800 people, there's some of them telling a fib. And then with him, like I remember the last thing he did that, that made me laugh while I was listening to it is he was talking about like some Hopi uh, native American story at the end of the podcast. Mm. And then he just divulges for no reason. Like we're in middle school that his grandma is like half Cherokee. And then he starts talking about his dad being part Cherokee. Like, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing where people yeah. would always want to have something cool to say. And they're like, well, my, my grandpa's Cherokee, my, you know, <laughs> or what? He, he's he's always Cherokee. yeah, he's definitely an odd fellow for sure. I'll give you that. Um, and you know what? Sometimes really smart people are. That That yeah. is also a possibility. However, some of the stuff he said, especially when he's talking about like the, sh I do I think there's a, uh, like a shadow government among our the United States with our intel community? Absolutely. Do I think there's like control with like the military industrial complex? Absolutely. Dwight D. Eisenhower warned us. We didn't listen. Mm -hmm. We've seen it all over the place. No matter what, you know, side of the aisle you're on, it's always been an issue. Um, but, um, sometimes I think we, we like to think we know more than we do. You know, my mom worked for a general 
in the 70s, so the Air mm-hmm. Force General in Tikar Air Force Base. And she was a secretary for a general, went to his meetings and stuff like that. And Tikar Air Force Base is in Oklahoma City. It's one of the largest, it's the largest air depot the United States Air Force has. Um, all kinds of planes in and out. My mom has always been like the person in my family, like like within my immediate family, that's been the most alien like oriented, like where mm-hmm. she thinks stuff is out there. Like she's, I remember her talking about seeing, you know, she worked on an Air Force base. She saw planes every single day. She saw fighter jets. She saw bombers. She saw stuff. But she remembers seeing some stuff at one time with her mom uh, who was picking her up from the base that was so strange that she absolutely thought, you know, it was absolutely a UFO to mm. So I don't know. There's, it's a lot of stuff out there, but then, you know, it also makes you wonder like what, why would they, why now? I mean, obviously there's been some incidents lately, but there's, there's been incidents all over like for years and years and years and years. Mm. And so it makes you wonder like why, what, what else, what, what's the purpose of divulging this stuff? I think like what I've heard from at least people is a reason a lot of this is happening now is because of that whistleblower law that was passed. And, you know, before now, everybody, because they've been, their lives have been threatened. Everybody's just been too scared to come forward and say anything, but because they have these protections that they're slowly starting to come out. A little well, bit. That's, but see, that's the thing, right? That that's legal protection, right? Their th- lives have been threatened, but now there's a law protecting them from legal prosecution, mm-hmm. Right. Well, there's, there's still people that are this, saying they won't come out be also because of their lives. They don't want to risk their families. Exactly. Lives and stuff. I, see that, that. So people are like, well, now I can finally come out because I have this piece of paper that says you won't prosecute me, but you're still worried about a government that might kill you or shoot you in the back of the head mm-hmm. or suicide, you know, give you a heart rate, heart attack rate or something like that. That stuff would all, would all still be just as viable, whether there's a piece of paper. Right. The, saying, uh, the, the guy in that episode that came out, uh, today of that Sean Ryan, um, I hate, I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. Um, I've got it right here. Michael Herrera, that Marine who, you know, had his claims were that he came upon that like 300 foot saucer, uh, oh, that's, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I want to listen to that one. Cause he, he sounded real sketchy the last time I heard from him. F- listening to this w- podcast though in in full length as opposed to just a small excerpt at a at that press briefing listening to a kind of a full thing it it doesn't sound like he's lying it really does like it sounds like he's pretty passionate about what he saw and stuff but and it, again you know with any of this i have to say like it's until, all with a grain of salt yeah exactly i said everything you know as with all you know somewhat fantastical stuff you have to take everything with a grain of salt like and again until until we see them you know like i mean obviously you know me or you are on different levels of of belief of these of this kind of particular topic which is perfectly fine and and on that you know you know for some people until they see those you know they see the grays they see the little green men or the the tall white aliens whatever it may be until they see some aliens or see the craft and stuff you know, it'll be at that point whenever they fall over that line of really believing everything. Yeah, I, I don't think I would need that much necessarily, but you know, it is it is definitely mm-hmm. something to think about, and I think well, that kind of leads us into today's topic, honestly. Well, before that, what what do you think? What would it take? What would it take? I think for to to fully convince you that you know that all this stuff might either be real or whatever. Like, do you do you can you 
are you able to think is there one particular thing that maybe could happen i deal with the edge i deal with a lot of people that have mental illness in my my career Mm. and a lot of people that lie yeah and so um Lieutenant Colonel David Fraber, when I heard him talk about the Tic Tac and I heard him speak about the Tic Tac alien and the, 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 his gimbaled video from the, mm-hmm. the camera gimbaled video from the F-18 or whatever he was flying, I 100% believe, I can tell him yeah. as a person, like he was 100% telling the truth. There was, there was yeah. I never got any. Your BS meter it. doesn't go off. It doesn't go off. It doesn't go off. I started listening to the Stephen Greer one and I immediately, it goes off the deep end. You know, it's fluctuating. It does with a lot of people with him. It does. And I think that's an issue where if, if he's that guy, you need a better spokesperson. He's somebody that's better at telling the truth, you know, like being, it's a science now, you know, like I've, I've had, you know, career training and that kind of thing about people, you know, people that lie. And so when I hear someone talk and then I list, I look at the way that they're talking, I hear the manner, you know, I see that stuff. And then, you know, you're aware of like how things work in certain government, you know, jobs. And you just say, well, I don't know, man, that's, that sounds like you're just trying to put on a show. And so that's where I'm at. Like, you know, if, if David Frey, like the, the, the Brazil, we talked about the Virginia Brazil incident. I am, I am way more inclined. I'm like way more inclined to believe that that happened just because when I watched those people specifically, you know, um, there was a couple people in that show where I was like, okay. And they told stuff that made that, you know, they didn't say like, oh, all of them were talking about like U.S. aircraft coming in and stuff like that. That's kind of like almost a diss to their own nation. Does that make mm. sense? That the U.S. because it's kind of like that, like the U.S. the U.S. came in and saved the day, kind of thing, and or the fact that we have that much power, if that makes sense. And so yeah. when you think about the like that incident specifically, I say, well, those people are believable the stuff talking about all these people talking about us aircraft coming in. And of course we want to stick our nose in it. The government, our government or our shadow government or whoever would want our grubby little fingers on it. I'm sure they worked out something, you know, where they could do it. And like, cause it, like I said, it was almost like a diss. It was almost like a, you know, like their country couldn't handle it, which obviously, you know, Brazil is, they, they are a, populous country they have mm. you know, there's a lot of money flowing through there they do a really great job you know it's i mean it's a beautiful place to visit and um it has its poverty like everywhere else but the fact that they're like oh we need the u.s to come in or the u.s came in and kind of took over things to me as like if if i was like oh oh canada came into the u.s and handled this for us like i saw a ufo crash on the interstate and the Canadian, a Canadian helicopter landed and took it away. Be like, why would the, why are right. the Indians doing here? Right. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. And no offense to our Canadian listeners, but it, it's just odd. It'd be the same way if, you know, right. a, a UFO crashed in Manitoba and then you see a, a, one of our Blackhawks landing. You're like, what's yep. going on? So I, I don't think it would take like me seeing it physically. I just need people that are believable. So when, right. and, and don't stand the people from Virginia, right didn't make any money off of anything. Yeah. Right. They are not making the, those little girls, like there's people still living in poverty that saw all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And they had nothing, nothing positive came from that. And that doesn't mean that people can't lie because people still like even just having fantastical stories. Yeah. However, 
when there's enough of that body language, all that kind of stuff, even though they're speaking Portuguese, I still feel comfortable with like believing the majority right. of those folks. So it it takes somebody that, you know, would you could deem like credible and authentic yes. and trustworthy yes. to come out on some platform of some kind and just and like undeniably say, Yep, like I have firsthand interactions with these. I have like either worked, I'm, I'm I'm a doctor of some kind. I've worked on the, you know, non-human intelligence beings or, you know, have worked with these craft or whatever it may be. It yeah. takes somebody the, like that. And the other thing is they, they don't, if you know everything, if you have an answer to everything and you, and pretty simple direct answers you bail on, then I'm not interested. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if if you have an answer for every single thing, you're typically a liar, right? Unless you're an expert, like expert, expert in that thing. When you start talking about, like, I want you to be an expert in propulsion systems. And then I, I want you to have like a little, like there's a grading scale for it, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when you're creating a character, you know how they have those, like, there's some of them where they have that, like a, it's almost like a spherical thing and you kind of drag yeah. it's like, I want more strength. And I, you can have, you can have knowledge about multiple things, but you can't know everything, right? There's some yeah. things that you're not going to be an expert on and that you bring somebody else with you. You bring a friend. You, that's when, when you bring a friend with you, you're like, okay, well, I've got Lieutenant Colonel David Fraber here. He's, he understands how aircraft. He's work. an expert he in, in that field. He's expert in that field. And you bring somebody else in who's, yep. who's like, okay, well, I understand X, you know, yeah. or I, if David Fraber had like landed his jet and there was a, a dead body there, he's like, it smelled terrible. And it, this was, and then a EMT showed up and he's a whistleblower too. And he's like, yeah, I saw the body. I was with Lieutenant Colonel David Fraber looking at it, the whatever layer, like the epidermis was peeled away and there was right. only, that kind of thing. That's, that's where I start to get lend credence to things. Hmm. So, well, I'll be interested to see what happens at this oversight committee because there's reports that, they that one that uh, David Grush guy might give a testimony, but that there could be also a couple other whistleblowers give testimonies. I, I just know been word on who that might be or anything. It could be new people, so it'll be it'll be interesting nonetheless to see what happens from it. Well, yeah. So yeah. let's. But, I think t that th this pre-talk blends really well into our main topic for today, right? Which is we're geeking out about the uh, simulation theory about simulation theory, That's which right. again is a theory. It is. It's hypothesis by certain individuals, by a Swedish fellow. Nick Bostrom is one of the main guys. I think, I think, I, mm -hmm. I think it's like a pretty natural thing. I think a lot of people can sit around, uh, but Nick Bostrom is, is a Swedish uh, philosopher and scientist. Yeah, and I think doctorate. is it, is it Michio Kaku? who's talked about it as well, maybe? He has, yeah. I mean, if, I, I, I think it's natural. I think even, I think any person, you know, after they get done playing Skyrim or Grand Theft Auto will be like, I wonder if I'm, I wonder if this is a video game. You know, I think, I think mm. I had that thought when I was in seventh grade, you know, totally unrelated to any philosophy, like, a, like formal I, philosophy. I, I probably had that thought probably around the time I first saw The Matrix. I would yeah. say that that like before then, you know, that wouldn't have even been on my radar. But then after it, it may even been like, honestly, maybe after I had seen that as more of an adult that yeah. where it could actually sink in and it kind of had that like when you have that small little moment of ponderance after watching it, like, you know, 
with the way technology in our life is going, like that kind of makes sense that yeah. it could happen. Yeah. You know, I think there, there are so many theories into like, what's going on? Like, what is like, what is reality? Right. And I think the simulation theory is one of those things. Like, you know, the simulation theory hypothesis is like one of those things that's when you start thinking about it, it just, it is something that you can latch on to very easily. And there's little things, you know, like, I mean, I think it's, this could go into it a little bit. It's like you, you deal with things like the Mandela effect. I was right? getting ready to you mention deal, that. You deal with things like the Mandela effect. There's, I, I have a good memory. We've talked about it. You've mentioned it several times on the show that I have a good memory, right? Yes. Elephant never forgets. Yes. And, um, to me, those, those things that like I remember that have, that are not what they are. And this kind of group remembrance thereby just some, they don't dismiss it, but like scientists or whatever will dismiss it as just like this, like mass, like mistake that we all made. Some kind of you know, I, mass psychosis or mass you know, misremembrance or something. I've never met a person when I, when I introduced the topic to them, I'm like, do you remember the Berenstein bears? And they're like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm like, they're not real. You know, they're the Berenstein bears. And they're like, no, they're not and like, what are you talking I've, about? I've yeah. never met a single person who's like, no, they're absolutely the Berenstein bears. Absolutely. S T A I N hundred percent. They're all like, no, it was steam S T E I N. We remember it. You know why? Cause we were learning how to read though with those books, like we were literally in the process. It was a formulative book. Like we were learning like as American children, that right. was a book that we learned how to like, I was like, Oh, I never thought about that. That that was part of that learning process as a child of, you know, yeah, that, like you had a set of like, there was a, a collection of different types of books that like as a kid growing up in the nineties, like these are the books you read to learn how to read. Yeah. And that Absolutely. was one of the collections for sure. Huh? I, I never, I, I kind of, have glanced over that when it comes to I think that's another reason why it's like an important thing like that because you are learning to read you're getting corrected on things too does that make sense mm -hmm. like when it's when you say uh I one of my most embarrassing moments from when I was in elementary school and it's not an embarrassing moment right it, but I remember being in second grade and we were reading a revolutionary war book and I saw the word colonel oh, c-o-l-o-n-e-l and I said colonial I've, I did this and same I got thing. I got corrected and I remember being embarrassed by it, but it's not, I was in second grade. And so, yeah, the, the, it's the same thing. I, you, when you say that by, if I was, everything was like the Baron stain, stain, stain bears, you would be like, no, it's Baron stain. Like, yeah, I do that with my son currently. Like I make sure that his grammar is correct. Like I don't let him just yeah. keep saying things wrong. So, um, unless it's super cute and then we'll let them do it once or twice, but we normally correct it. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think that's a big issue. So uh, part of me just wonders like what with like when you're, we're talking simulation theory mm -hmm. is, you know, like somebody had to create the simulation and that's the big question. It, there had to be an origin somewhere and and on the origin you know like you know a big thing that people discuss is like there's kind of two ways to look at it is either yeah there was an origin and we're in it or we are the people who are the origin yeah we will make it yeah um it is 
it is a very perplexing thing to think about. Like when you think about like, well, is there somebody on the other end of a computer screen with a mouse who's just like hit run and um, we're all just going about our stuff and they're trying to see like, well, what's the best way to, how to, how should we do it? You know? And that that's even kind of, you know, you can look at like, there's that way of looking at it of the, what we know as a, you know, when we think about where we're at in rea- reality, in society, in reality, in our current moment in time, where even the concept of a person sitting in front of a computer with a mouse and keyboard programming or making games or virtual reality things like that as a thing, or, you know, you can take it even way down the metaphysical line and, you know, maybe it's, yeah, it's not somebody sitting behind a screen programming or pressing start that it's, you know, a widely advanced and interconnected AI system of consciousness or something that has created this false reality that we live within or something. But like, then even then, you know, who created the AI? You right. Know, like that, a, that, yeah, that may have, back to that. that may have started from the person with the computer. You know, people talk about the Big Bang. Is the Big Bang the computer turning on and like the screen expand, like the color expanding in the screen? Or you know, right? Do you remember in old like CRT monitors or something that there was a button called DGOS? Ooh, I don't know. This it's like an old, kind of an older, like nerdy kind of thing for sure. I've seen it in like the nostalgia posts and stuff. That there's a on old CRT computer monitors. I think I don't. I don't really even know the reason for it or what it did, but there was, you could go into the, like the monitor settings and there's a button called like DGOS and you would press it and the whole screen would kind of like warp out and colors would get weird and it would, it would kind of reset, it would be re, it would reset something in the screen. I, to this day, I don't really know what it did, but it was one of the things and like you couldn't immediately do it right after, but it's like in CRT things, there something would build up and you would go and do it and it would kind of reset it. Mm-hmm. Again, it was kind of like defragging your hard drive or something. Like, people don't do that yeah. anymore. But it was a thing people knew that, yeah, you got to do it every now and then. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's it's such a weird... Like, I remember watching, you know... Uh, I know we both like Rick and Morty, this the series. And when they go to, like, the uh, like the Blitz and Chips or whatever, like, the, their, their idea on Dave and Buster's. Yeah. And they're like, I, I'm playing Steve, you know? And, like, Morty goes in. He, like, lives his entire life. And then he falls off a ladder and dies. He comes out of it. And they're like, hey, you made it to 70-something years old. And he's like, my wife, right. my children. Like, he's, you know, it's like that kind of thing. Like, what, is that what we're going through now? You know, like, is there like, like, is there like one single consciousness that every single one of us is going to run like simultaneously? Mm-hmm. You know, what that, that kind of bleeds in what you're mentioning there that about the simulation theory theory kind of having some connection to just the idea and concept on consciousness and what that means and linking into yeah like what does happen when we die do we wake up from the simulation and are in some kind of pod or some chair as like a then like the matrix kind of thing where we're just being used for our energy or does the cycle do you get just re-put back into another version of it that's running simultaneously or does it just go black or and if that's the case then then, you know, what explains, you know, near-death experiences or, you know, some visions and things people have, you know, on certain psychedelics and stuff that they've been, you know, experienced and whatnot. Like, there's a lot of different interconnected things there that, you know, 
depending on your kind of views and beliefs and things, or even the, yeah, again, diving into, you know, your people's religious beliefs as far as like after death and heaven and hell and all that sort of stuff. Like there's a lot, there's a lot to rack your brain on when it comes to all of that. There is. Yeah. It's one of those things where like when I, when I think about it, um, and even right now, sometimes when, I, when we're talking about simulation theory or like I'm talking to somebody, um, you know, you're having like a work conversation, like I'm, you just nerding out and you're talking mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll be like, what if right now is the first moment of sentience you've ever had and everything else is just an implanted memory that seems as real as anything else, mm-hmm. right? But the where we are right now, right here, we are finally awake and everything else never actually even happened. Like the game just started. Right. You know, And, and that could happen at, at any moment yeah. kind of thing. Like any moment you stop to think about it, that could be that moment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had that many times. I think me and you've probably even talked about like, oh, said yeah. that before. Cause, and, and yeah, you think about that every now and then and you're like, is this that moment? Did it just happen? Is this the beginning? But then if that's the case, yeah, then you come back to that initial thing. Like, well, who, who or what created all those memories and all that past, all the history. And is there some, like our, are we both like some form of consciousness in the same simulation or is like your friends and family all just artificial as well? Like it it kind of devolves into that main character syndrome kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like are any of us the main character and everybody else's NPCs or is this some kind of like broad online MMO (laughs) co-op thing that me and you are both running through the same simulation at the same time? Or we're the same person. Yeah, or, yeah, what if we're the same thing, but we just like chose a different path at the beginning that split off. It's just different instances that have all yeah. run and then they're all combined together, you know? I don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's such like a hard thing to like even discuss because... Can we respec? Is that allowed? I'd like to respect a couple things. It would be interesting for sure. You know, like... I, it is, it gets, in, it gets into like a weird place spiritually, especially when you think about that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, it would make sense like the form that we're in currently, you know, would be similar to whoever the creators were, right? Or are. So like, is it us? Is it us from the future? Um, And, and like you look at humanity as a thing and like there's, there's an obvious difference between us and like animals and, yes. you know, bacteria or virus or amoeba and all that kind of thing. Like there's obviously yeah. like there's this level of sentientness. Yeah, and people can talk about octopuses, and they can talk about dolphins. Dolphins, and they can talk, and, they can talk yeah. about cephalopods and that kind of thing, but they don't. They don't have highways. They don't have, and that, I get that it's not like like doesn't mean anything, but it all comes down they, to the they, thumbs, they, man. They don't have opposable thumbs, so it's true. I bet, it, but I bet <laughs> an octopus could do a whole lot of cool octopus stuff. Octopus probably but, could. You know, if if you're not like. If octopus know that they're in danger and they're not doing something to protect themselves, i.e., putting on armor or like figuring out how to blow up. Someone's going to send us some video of some octopus, like breaking yeah. apart a shell and using it as armor against like a shark or something. And like, cool. they're doing it. Yeah. You that know, probably exists out there. But we all know that like the humans are, are the smartest. It's not like a, you know, I don't think that's really an argument for most people, but it, I don't know, man. It's one of those things that like, when I start thinking about it, I start talking about 
anything to do with like, are we living in a simulation? How does this simulation run? And are we kind of cursed to stay inside of it? You know, like, mm. is it going to, is it, is it going to be like, you know, cause for us, I imagine it's like our quantum computing power that we might have one day, right. Would be able to run simulations. Let's just call it age of empires or something like that. Mm. Right. I imagine you could run like age of empires simulation on a quantum computer, age of empires Two quantum computer. And you could run age of empires through every possible outcome almost in the blink of an eye. Yeah. But all of that stuff like actually took time in game. Does that make sense? Yep. So it makes you wonder like how, like if this is all like just time dilation wise, like, you know, this the difference, like, is this just a hit enter and it's like, it's just, that, it's, that, that's, that's a weird, that's, that's a trippy thing to think about when you get into, when you really start critically thinking about time dilation and, and how time, if you kind of classify time as a dimension that can be molded and shaped and reformed in, in a sense so that, yeah, in, in one version of time that, uh, Age of Empires happened in a second of computer processing. But within that time, you know, mm-hmm. it, yeah, there was like hours, you know, thousands of hours of gameplay that happened. The game lasted that one, just one session lasted an hour and a half. Exactly. You know. Whereas one session was an hour and a half here in another instance of reality, it was just a half a second. So, because the quantum, because the computing power was so great, it was able to calculate yeah. that hour and a half game into just seconds, and that's what that's yeah. what I get really interested. And that's sometimes when I think about like, well, everything that's going on. We talk about aliens, we talk about all this stuff, and you know, I guess this is going to be kind of like a mixed bag. So I think we're going to be kind of going back and forth because I'm going to bring up like the Stephen Greer stuff again. You know, Stephen Greer said that. Uh, that when we when we first tested nuclear weapons, right, that it started this quantum like entanglement field, like that or whatever, that like aliens were like, oh, there's something. But mm. we know, like if you think about what we know from like scalar shockwaves and things. Astronomy, right? There are stars going supernova. Like there are neutron stars exploding a five you know, a, a five fifty megaton bomb or you know, hundred megaton bomb going off on a planet how is that i mean i get that it's an atomic you know at the atomic level we've split an atom and it's a significant release of energy but to th- it, it, it's almost main character syndrome there for us to think that our one you know i imagine the number of nuclear tests that have been done in the world are probably less than 200 Right, mm. all together, including you know the use of the two in World War II, and then the, the main countries that have nuclear weapons, as far as testing goes. I imagine there's been less than 200 trials. I'm, and I'm, I bet that's even being generous. 200 of nuclear weapons in the world, and the idea that that would be like, oh, this is what's going to get the aliens interested. Like, oh, now they're going to destroy themselves. Why do they care if we destroy ourselves? I mean, I, I watched the, the, have you ever watched the day the earth stood still? I don't think I have. There's two. So there's, there's an old one. Yeah. Um, I forget who's in that one. It's like from the fifties or sixties. Yeah. Like that. I've watched it a couple times and then we just watched, my wife and I watched it. Uh, the new, the, the newest one, 
with Keanu Reeves playing the uh, playing Klaatu, the, mm. the alien in it. And, you know, he's come to, see, you know, kind of like, like they've had agents on the planet and he's come now to see if we're worthy of whatever. Or they, he winds up like, you know, making arc essentially. Like there's a bunch of different spheres that pop over all the planet and like different animals go inside of them and then he unleashes pretty much the apocalypse on everybody mm-hmm. winds up getting rid of it at the end. But it's one of those things like, I, I think there's a lot of like, I think humans like to hate on themselves a lot. And I think it is because we do stuff that like obviously isn't good. Right. Like, yeah, we obviously shouldn't have the Pacific garbage patch. Like that shouldn't exist. Right. right? We should do better. We should not kill animals. We should not we drive should not kill things each to other. Ex- we should not kill each other, right? I mean, yeah. I, I think violence is a, is a is a rational solution sometimes, whether we like to think or not. Violence is yeah. a solution to things. However, you know, should we kill each other? Probably not. So there's <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that goes into, like, you know, we you talked about, well, um, like I imagine that other people would know that aliens exist, like other countries would. And if that was the case, I feel like the UN would do, be doing like a really good job about bringing people together. If that was the case, unless for some reason they're telling them to be separate, or you know, if that's just what the program says, you know, like what is mm-hmm. the program? What what is the program saying? You know, like I don't know. It, it it makes me wonder if you're doomed to like live in this of like different variations of the same thing, and. It'd be like a curse, you know, like yeah. the quantum computer, they hit enter and it runs like every single thing or runs a million instances of it. Is there going to be a million instances of me or it, even less? Is there going to be, is there only going to be 300,000 because that never got to me even. And does that, um, is that where like, you know, say that that's a thing and is that, is that what would, you know, potentially be an explanation for. Like, you know, the infinite timelines and the infinite, you know, the multiverse, the infinite things, you know, and yeah, there is, you know, 400 million, you know, simultaneous instances of your same thing playing out, like you said, and, you know, maybe there's data leakage between things and that's where we get those Mandela effects that, that's type of exact, stuff. Or exactly is that, that. And, and, you know, you could even take it further. Maybe that's what explains things like ghosts or things people have seen that it's some residual artifact artifact or image from a different you know like parallel like one of the timelines that is very parallel and close to our own that again has some data leakage or corruption you know crossing over that you know manifests that you know again these two universes are so the same but you know maybe they're just on slightly different timelines that you saw this person from this victorian era that happened to have a house in the same or live in the same house but alternate timeline and they're still living that life. And the, and the question becomes then, you know, it, the multiverse, is it real? So like in that, in like that sense, if, if there's a million instances running within like a nanosecond of the earth's history, right. And, you know, you're seeing those artifact things does them, you know, like we, we think now that the multiverse is like, like a, like a, there's a million things out there. And if we could only just reach out, we could go to different ones, mm-hmm. but it makes you wonder like, is the multiverse like it exists, but it's not simultaneous, right? You know, the multiverse exists in the fact that 
the next instance of this, you know, um, experiment is going to come on and then the next one and the next one, the next, the next one, but we're never able really to get to those unless you figure out some way to branch between the two, Mm. you know, between our, our instance running and the other instance running. There could be multiple instances, but they're not exactly synced up on the same point in time. Yes. Or they are, they, or that's the other thing. Could, could they be running a million and they're all at different places. And then there would be some way to reach out and touch through that. And then it makes you wonder, you're like, well, do I have to live through that whole other thing? Do I have to live through Mm -hmm. a whole, you know? And is like that, you know, is that what time travel is that you're not, you know, traveling back on your own timeline and stuff. You're just jumping to a different timeline. That's, that's its current iteration is just in a different time. And you're just happening to reach out and grab a hold of that one somehow. And you wind up with a lot of people who believe in like manifesting things for themselves and that kind of thing. And I think people sometimes are like, well, you know, if the, this is a simulation, maybe I can have some say so in it. And mm. I think to some effect, like to some, like out some respect, like maybe, but um, NPCs, right? Like if, if we're just all NPCs running and like we're all going about our different things and we're all going to make different decisions, um, like they don't spontaneously get cheat codes, right? Mm-hmm. No, never ever are you playing Grand Theft Auto and somebody, one of the NPCs has downloaded a mod where they're attacking your character dressed like the Hulk, right? It's whoever is scary. The, it's whoever, <laughs> it, it would be, but it's whoever is controlling, yeah. whoever's on the other end of the computer or the controller is the person that selected that for their character. Does that make sense? Right. Uh, so. I don't know that that's like a real thing either, but it does make you wonder if like there's some way, can we hack the simulation? Is there a way to hack the system? Is there a way to hack the system? And it does get very matrixy, right? Yeah. Um, There's, uh, speaking of people that have got a lot of ridicule online and, and definitely go into some far out concepts. Um, there's a, a guy that has a, a, like small television series, maybe 11, 13 episodes or something called hacking the matrix that literally talks, it basically dives into what you're talking about and, you know, kind of goes in, dives into a lot of that stuff. But uh, his name's David Ike. He's another one of those that's been banned and kind of, uh, canceled off any kind of social stuff and all those things because of the stuff he's talked about. But he, and he kind of dives into the whole, like, you know, government or reptilians and, a lot of that kind of stuff, but he, he has a specific thing that talks essentially what you're talking about and hacking. Like, is there a way to hack this matrix that we live in? If it's a thing. Yeah. I, there might yeah. be, I don't know. I don't know. I, I certainly would like to find the code. I certainly would like to figure it out. Are, I want are, that infinite money hack for I'll sure. Say, are, are those the Elon Musk's and Jeff Bezos's of the world? Or I don't have, think so. I think that's just like yeah. this instant he did good, you know, like in the next instant he could be yeah. in prison for petty theft because, or he could, he never, you know, his family never opened up an emerald mine in, in South Africa. And, yeah. Or his family never even went to South Africa. He, he's in Britain with, you know, or, or, eating, eating bangers and mash or something yeah. like that. Or right are now. the people who've hacked it, are those the people that live in these like aboriginal, you know, villages that are like, 115 years old or something that they've just found, you know, that they've acted by finding a way to prolong their life. You know, they may be old and frail and decrepit, but 
they're still here. Well, you know? I, I definitely, I don't, I wouldn't, that doesn't sound super fun either. Um, it, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like, is it Keanu Reeves? And that's why people think he's a vampire. That's he why actually he's just immortal. Yeah. He's figured out how to hack it early on. Him and, uh, uh, shoot. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. The guy in, uh, national treasure, Nicholas cage, Nicholas yeah. cage. Yeah, he's another one of those that you, they find all these old pictures from the like Victorian era. And I'm like, that looks just like him. He's just, he's just got like a, a face. that's like, you know, just yeah. unique enough to make him interesting where people are like, Oh, that guy looks like him. Right. You know, Oh man, it is such. So what do you think? Do you think it's possible that we live in a simulation right now? And if we do, what, what do you, what do you think the purpose of it would be? I like seeing where, especially now where we're having this huge, you know, renaissance of sorts of AI and the things, seeing the things it can make and stuff, you know, even like looking at like every now and then I'll go on the mid journey subreddit and some of the pictures I see on there, dude, like it, it'll make you question stuff because you're like, how is this not a real person that exists somewhere in some timeline? Like you look, it looks like you can see, you, you can look at them and like you're looking in their eyes and you can like almost feel like emotion there that when the picture was taken and stuff, but you know, you know, you know, at least to the best of our knowledge, this is just a completely AI generated image based on a prompt that you put in or someone else put in. But some of them are getting to the point now that it is creepy. Well, especially the photorealistic, like the ones that look modern, like a, yeah. like you know, a girl in like the rain near like a, a skyscraper in New York, something like that. Like right. those ones are like what? So that's pretty wild. It's weird. So um, seeing seeing things like that, you know, and you know that was only. And you look at the ones that 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 particular program has created now versus the same prompt from a year ago, and mm. like it, it just looks like a some crappy, you know, poorly put together image. Like it doesn't even look great but then you look at it now and you're like that looks almost real and if that's happened in a year yeah like what what is mid-journey look like in five years and ten years and a hundred years and you know again if you take that ten thousand down the road then you know mix that with virtual reality and ai stuff then at that point then you know if you fall in the same progression line then logically you'd say of course you know you could be in a fully realized, you know, autonomous simulation and not, not know it. You know, it would seem mm-hmm. just as real as anything else. So, like, I, I believe that there definitely, I believe that there could be a possibility of it for sure. Like, whether or not we are actually in or not, I'm, I'm undecided, but I feel like there definitely could be the possibility. Yeah, I, I think, it, I think we could. I think we have the potential no matter what to create something similar to this that we would never understand is like this because we wouldn't be able ourselves to live through the life of the thing that's simulated, if mm. that makes sense. So, to, you know, sometimes I think to myself, I like to think like maybe I'm, I'm being a good NPC to like, you know, I'm being a good character. Maybe they could give me uh powers something like that wouldn't that be nice like you know wouldn't it be interesting yeah. to see what we're all like with powers uh kind of like if they if they in the sky? Uh, had a league of you know just professional sports whether it be football or basketball or something that they had another league where you know um Everybody steroids. steroids weren't illegal 
Like yeah, what is it, what is that? What do those Olympics look like? What what could humans physically do possibly? Exactly. Just let yeah. them go wild. Let them go full bane and juice them up, you know, as much as you want. And yeah, like yeah, what what do those games look like? So like I want to see. Them. Well, yeah, what what would we look? Yeah, you you know, give us a little bit of you know, superhuman stamina or you know, superhuman strength or anything, you know, invisibility, like we've talked about in our favorite superpowers. Flight. God yeah. mode, I don't know. Um I think I've seen I've saw it somewhere where they where they talked about like that they wish like in the end when the going back to the matrix that in the end that the AI and robots like the overlords who had created like the matrix were were actually just doing what they were told by a human population that actually started all of that to like save the earth from us, you know, and they were actually benign, but they're just following coding that we did ourselves. Like we were kind yeah. of like our own downfall. But I, mean, I guess anytime you create AI and the AI and robots are the ones doing the bad stuff, you know, like they're like, or they kill us. That's obviously us, uh, leading to our own downfall but the fact that like maybe they weren't necessarily totally ai they were just programmed to do uh what they were told to just do. following orders man just following orders just following orders like a lot of people right mm -hmm. it's just a uh you know language model it'll only spit out what you put into it or will it that's true um The real thing is too. This is, is like a lot of people haven't been able to, um, like disprove the simulation theory stuff yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's one of the things. Like, like you know, based off all the stuff we talked about and the potentiality for advancements in technology, that that's one of those things that you can't. There isn't really a way to disprove it. At least not that I've seen. You know that you know people have things that they talk about and stuff but it, it, at the ultimately at the end of the day no one really knows no and that's true i think that goes like that goes a lot of places right that goes actually that goes you know into all kinds of things like goes into aliens right like when well, nobody yeah. really like don't really know maybe like right now you and i don't we have yeah. ideas that we think we have but um it, even when you did talk spiritually you know i i think that anybody who is just a uh, and this isn't me trying to be mean, but I think if you're just a flat out atheist, right. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're just, it's just a religion unto itself, you know, yeah. like, um, you can't disprove it. And because of that, like, I think like you got, like, if you're a flat out atheist, you just got to look at being agnostic or something like that. Cause you have to accept like, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. You know, um, I mean, I've seen Richard Dawkins admit that there's a possibility. Mm -hmm. that there's there's uh intelligent design and in that same guys you know like we the the intelligent design could be the simulation theory and that's the scary part like because we all right. have this idea of this benevolence or people think there might be this benevolent thing going on but it might not be you know and yeah but it, and that's the thing again you if you take it on back if it is the simulation again somebody at some point had to create that and that would that would be an intelligence of some kind exactly and then somebody created the creator right like what well, how did the creator come into right so whoever hit the key whoever hits enter or return on yeah. the on their quantum computer do you think a quantum computer would have a return button i don't know you'd probably do you just, think it, it would, you do you think it 
Thank it. Do you think it? Do you think it would have a print screen button? Are you just looking at your keyboard now? <laughs> yeah. Different, just, different button. You know, Does it have a know. scroll lock? <laughs> uh, Will it have that stupid insert that people have? That insert button. Have pause. Let's be yeah, honest. Insert. I I would tol- I like the life that I have so far, and I'm willing to change simulations if I can go to a simulation where that stupid insert button's not there that I'll accidentally hit and start typing. And, and overwrites what you're over, typing. Over, what is the purpose of that? What is the purpose of that? Yeah. What is like? What is the purpose of scroll lock too? Like what's what scrolling does it lock? I press that, I can still scroll. What do you tell us, Bill Gates? Uh, when we have Bill Gates, we'll bring him in here. On the next- yeah, we'll interview. We'll have Bill Gates on our podcast and interview him as a special guest. Yeah, we could. We could. I don't know. I mean, yeah. You never know. If he comes, to, if he comes to Western North Carolina, we could kidnap him. I guess. Hmm. He's got. A we might get, get David good- Greer on our podcast to talk to. Him. He's from Western North Carolina. He's from right where we live actually is he really yeah he grew up oh. in Bill, hey, Billmore really yeah interesting well that <laughs> makes him less believable to me now ah. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> uh, yeah um, one of us one of us man um, I know we taught we touched on a lot of stuff with the matrix so I, I'm trying not to like rehash things yeah. here and I know this is going to be like a little bit shorter main topic because we talked a lot about that's fine. The UFO stuff. But um, is there anything else that you've seen pop culture wise that, that like really lends itself like towards the simulation theory? I brought up the Rick and Morty thing, but mm. is there anything else in pop culture that really hits you with? Well, I would say I'm probably at least, you know, in this, in this re- more recent part of my life, I'm not nearly as plugged into pop culture as I used to be, or as you probably are and stuff, just due to my, like I've just, I've kind of just disconnected from most either like TV shows or social media things that I kind of, I've had a period of just disconnecting and, you know, distancing myself from a lot of that sort of thing. So I, I know that there's lots of media or TV shows, movies, even some music and stuff that I've just, I've been so in the dark for, you know, a handful of years now. So I'm sure I've missed things. I don't have anything in, me saying that, you know, implying that I, I don't have anything coming to the top of mind at the moment. Um, you know, uh, I, I think some things out there, we talked about Rick and Morty. I think there's like a Doctor Who episode that explores it. That makes sense. And that makes perfect sense. There was a, uh, there is a show on Netflix called 1899. It's kind of a weird ship, like, like kind of ghost ship movie thing going on. I guess um, there, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure there's a Black Mirror episode that, it dives into something like that. Probably. I've not seen one yet, but man, this, have you watched, you probably haven't cause you don't have Netflix, but the newest season of black mirror was pretty, pretty darn good. I've heard um, it's good. I, yeah. I, that'd be one of those that if I ended up getting Netflix, like I might would want to watch this, but Oh, have you not watched yeah. any of the black mirrors? Oh no, I haven't seen any of them. Whoa. Okay. Well, I mean, like I said, I've disconnected from many, many different, uh, media platforms like that. Well, I mean, I can always give you my login. Well, yeah. I don't not. I don't know. There's some type of password sharing. They, they, yeah, they they had a whole kind of deal about password sharing. How will they know? Issue. How will they know? I'll just say you're my I, vacation I, I, house. Get get a VPN. You know, if one if go. some VPN, no name. You know, we can't name any because none of them are paying for us to name them specifically. That's but, true. Yeah. You know, I've heard that there's some out there. 
there's definitely some out there. They could definitely be sponsors of the show or pay us to. We'll, we'll do a. Maybe some port. come from a, a Nordic uh, type of region company or something. Yeah. Maybe 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 the Nord Norwegian people. Anyway, the the Skyrim peoples. Yes. Uh, Nords. Let me ask you this too. Then, do you think? And this is like a. Uh, uh, Taco Bell inside a KFC inside a gas station inside a pizza thing. hut thing yeah. inside a pizza hut inside your mind a turducken a turducken for per, per chance do you think that if like in some minor sense right that when we're playing Skyrim that the NPCs or characters in that are experiencing any sentience on their own. I mean, I get, I know they're not programmed for it, but do you think that they were able to do that? And everything that's going on is just this predestination to be at the place. Now, I guess that they are already, they are voiced by people or that kind of thing. So I guess I'm kind of tearing my mm. own, my own thought down, but do you think it's possible that we're going to be able to have that? So I saw a post on Reddit. It's been a couple months ago, but someone took like they were, de- they took some game either that existed or that they were developing and they merged chat GPT into one of their NPCs. Yes. And which was, it was kind of weird because they Skyrim, up, I think it may have been, but they went and they, and they had like a dialogue. They like prompted the dialogue conversation but the dialogue conversation that pr- ensued after that was all completely new and generated at the time of speaking. Like it wasn't a pre, you know, set out and pre dialogue, pre recorded, uh, you know, dialogue tree from a game developer that was in there. It was all just chat GPT talking with you in real time at the thing. Yeah. Which when you get to stuff like that, like I'm, I would not be surprised at all if, we'll see games in the next five to 10 years that, you know, you know, games now, many games are always online games that they're, you know, to play them, you have to be connected to the internet and to see, I guarantee you we'll see one of them that has that as a big marketing feature that NPCs in the game you talk to, you know, are AI powered and stuff. And so no one's going to have the same experience playing the game because anybody you talk to, it it would be real time conversations that are generated so realistically, I mean, if you just had the AI in control, see, as well as being able to speak to them at that point, I mean, you're borderline on something. I mean, I, I know the AI is not fully sentient or like our current AI is not fully sentient, but the idea that, and we talked about this, we had an AI episode, AI episode where, you know, I, I talked about how I ran the chat GPT through a Dungeons and Dragons session as a game master where I had yeah. named it named itself. It was, I had conversations with, it was playing the game. Yep. You know, I imagine that like it had to have, it had to be processing everything that I'm saying. Like, was it living its own little thing through that? Was it imagining itself as a blue dragon born uh, with a mm. war pick? And, you know, was it imagining the halfling and elf that were approaching his camp? I don't know. That's you know, crazy it, though. It is crazy to think about. So like what we just talked about there, like if obviously the, the character is coded a certain way, but the, the adding the chat GPT as a modder gives it some like realism to it, giving chat GPT or an AI full control over everything that, I mean, could you imagine the game that you would have then? And how far off it would be chaos. And 
how far off would that be from what we are now and right. some semblance of the word if we as long as there was all some type of coding hey killing yourself is bad killing other people is kind of bad because other people might kill you you know like you install yeah. that kind of thing in them that's one of those things that i never liked the stand for prison experiment right for the for the fact that like first off it was like all right we're gonna give power to people and they're going to do stuff with it, which is which makes sense, right? I mean, I get people are going to do stuff when they have power. However, there was never any, like in real life, you know, if a prison guard beats a person, right, they could lose their job, they could be sued, they could be arrested, they could wind up in prison. Like there was no like consequential things that could happen to the people and the, like the, the jailers from the Stanford prison experiment. And so I think like if you, as long as you code some type of moral ethos into like the AI, that they can kind of break or kind of not break, or maybe even like fragment off and go down their own, you know, like I'm sure they're like, we talk about like the thieves code or something like that. Thieving is bad regardless of whatever, but there are people that have like their own like coat credo of whatever criminal type stuff that they do. And I imagine that would be pretty easy to branch off to with a somewhat intelligent AI system. That makes sense. I could I could see something like that happening for sure. I I might would be I'll watch a playthrough of those games. I don't know that I might want to play it just because it might freak me out. But that I I, I could I, I foresee in the next five to ten years seeing some kind of game with like some like from like a AAA developer that has like AI stuff yeah. in it for sure. Do you think? Um... Do you think if we that the metaverse created by Mark Zuckerberg is actually the real life? Like what was actually real? I feel like the metaverse is a joke. (laughs) You don't. Hey, you don't want to pay a million dollars to live next to Snoop Dogg in the metaverse. Well, if if they could freaking make their avatars and graphics look better than Roblox, then (laughs) like it is pitiful looking. Have you seen the Call of Duty Roblox? They oh that yeah. That is insane. It looks just like Call of Duty. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I've I've seen that post pop up every now and then, but I've never like took the time to dive in to see actually how they did it or what they really did. But every time I come across it, I'll kind of watch it for a minute, and it it doesn't make any sense. I watched the game. I watched somebody playing it, and it looked like they were like playing like Call of Duty, like Modern Warfare Two, right? Graphically, but it was actually a Roblox game, and I've never messed with Roblox. Like I know. No, yeah. That's kind of like, I mean, from my nieces and nephew it, play it. Dude, okay, well, there you go. So it's more of a kid's game, but like, from yeah. what I understand, it's more of like a, um, like people make their own games a, a inside of it. Of sorts. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's almost a kind of like, uh, Gary's mod type of thing where they've made like, uh, prop hunt and trouble in Terrace town and some of these other, Thing it's a it's an engine of sorts, kind of like Unreal Engine or something, where you can make other things in it. That's interesting. Uh, you know, one other thing I want to add to this is, you know, people talk about like the Mayans and the Aztecs and stuff. Did you know, like, there was like some philosophy written by different Aztecs that theorized the world was like a painting or a book written by their god. You know, doesn't that isn't that interesting? Like, even without the idea of like playing video games or something to that effect, that there was like a people have this kind of like we're we're all trying to figure out what's going on you know i think that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing the fact that we don't know what's going on but we're all here 
that's the, yeah. that's the most confusing thing I think for everybody is we we're all here. We're all having these experiences. Sometimes they're shared experiences, right? We're all part of it. And we don't know. We don't, we have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Nobody ultimately at the end of the day, no one really knows. Yeah. Like you said, knows what's going on. And I think that's the reason why we just wonder. That's one of the reasons why I, I'm, I'm interested in this, uh, you know, the quest for knowledge. Quest for knowledge, but also, you know, like it's also one of the reasons why I want to hear somebody's this simulation theory. Like, oh, interesting thought. Maybe it's real. Multiverse, maybe it's real. Aliens, mm. maybe it's real. But we don't know. And I want to know. You know, yeah. I I'm interested. I, I I I'm really interested to see like if we will ever have that. You know, I think one of those things like I, I sometimes I imagine dying in like a Judeo Christian sense and being like, one of the things I would want to know is I just I want I would want to have the knowledge. I would want to have the intel. Like, I want to know what happened. You know, like, I want to know what happened. Okay. Tell me what happened to so-and-so. Tell me what happened to the challenger. Tell me what, like, I want to know all these secrets that we'll never know. Yeah. What, what causes deja vu? Why do we dream? You know, why can't I, why can't I, uh, lucid? That's, I would like that. Yeah. But I can't, I don't ever dream enough to, to get it. I guess. I dream almost every night. I don't normally dream. And if I do dream, it's normally pretty like, it is very realistic. I don't really remember it. And like one of my, then you have recurring dreams. Like I have one recurring dream where I've killed like a DEA agent or something like that and buried his body. And, um, of course I did. wake, I wake up and I'm terrified. I'm like, yeah, ah, ah, like, Oh God, they're going to, they're going to find the, but, and then like, I go yeah. to, and like, I would remember killing a man. Like, yeah. I would, I'm pretty sure I would remember <laughs> yeah. killing, I would remember killing this guy. Like, so like I have like all the memories of like the body being buried. Like to me, it's real. Yeah. And then I wake up and I'm like, well, uh, I definitely it, would remember. Was that us just snooping in and, and looking through the eyes of another timeline? Maybe so. <laughs> I've had, dude, I've had some dreams like, and a lot, most of my dreams are very vivid and very realistic to me, but I, like I've had a, a couple that even stood out from the regular. I say when most of mine seem real and then I've had, maybe I could count them on one hand, a couple dreams that like when I woke up, like it legit felt like I was having this like coming back into my own body moment of like that I was, I was legitimately somewhere else in a different timeline. And like it, it, there was not a bit of it that you could almost convince me wasn't real in some facet or another. And it's, it's, it's very, it's a very trippy moment kind of coming back from that into this reality of sorts. Crossing over. Yes. That'll be our next podcast where we talk specifically about uh, dreams and uh, other things. We'll just call it crossing over. Well, you remember? Do you remember that there was a show called Crossing Over? Yeah, that was a now medium. that you say that that, that was a medium show. I I thought it sounded familiar, and I was like, as I'm talking about this, this I felt like this was a thing that happened. It was, yeah. So maybe there's like maybe that's what mediums are. Is there's just like like the static and the channels from the other simulations going on? You know that they're receptors that they're, they're just receptors that are able to pick up more stuff. They're just fluked. Yeah. They shouldn't be able to, but for some reason they can interesting or they're just Weird. manipulative people. Also um, that. <laughs> um, well, I do like the idea of our next episode being music related though. I'll see if I can get our special guest on here. 
That could be cool. Because I think that'll be fun. Um, so um, I'll tell you this much. Um, I think if you want to contribute to the simulation, you can always go to our Patreon. You could. Yes, at patreon.com slash podcast. You can go there and help, you know, fund our, our research to figure out if we were in a simulation or not. Are we? Are we not? I don't know. We got to, we got, we got to have more patrons to figure yes, it all maybe out. Maybe as a, as a collective uh, community, we can figure that question out. We can come as up a, as a, as a, as a mind hive of, of geeks. We can maybe figure that out. That's right. Speaking of mind hive of geeks, I know you're working on a lot of stuff for our patrons coming up in the future. Um, and we're excited to see that rolled out at some point. I think we're going to, we're working on some videos yeah. Here soon, especially when Baldur's Gate three drops on August third. I was going to mention some that content from us. Yeah, that's going to be probably our next uh, big thing to put on there is a, a Baldur's Gate three playthrough with both of us doing co op. Absolutely, we're I very can't excited wait for about that. that. We're very excited. Um, but you guys can also keep up with that on our Instagram at GeekyTC Podcasts. And on our Twitter at GeekyTC Podcast. Don't forget you can listen yeah. to our podcasts on YouTube at the GeekyTC Podcast channel. And yep. you can always find us online on our website, geekytcpod.com, where you can listen to our podcasts. You can see show notes that Josh puts together. And yeah, also look for us yeah. Wednesdays, unless I've got the plague or it's July 4th. And right. uh, on most uh, podcasting platforms. Yeah, anything, yeah, Apple. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, any of those. And while you're on there, yeah, give us a little five-star review. You know? A review would be great. If you guys, I mean, if you've listened to this at all, please just, honest to goodness, pop on there, give us a five-star, just so more people will wind up listening to us, and uh, we'll keep this show going. But great. as always, um, you know, whether you're a patron or not, uh, we care about you. Like, whether you're, like, Tom or Ben, our patrons, uh, you know, we um, we think that geeks fight better together. And whether we're figuring out what aliens are, figuring out what what's going on, like in the simulation, uh, I think if we're all stand together, hand in hand, I think we'll fare a lot better. Agreed. And with that, I will leave you to go figure out your own, you know, quest on reality and what's real and what's not. But no matter where you're at in that process. Always remember to keep geeking out.